I think it's not surprising to see that the top three issues this year are all related to managing the risk associated with that disruption. So the number one key issue was reducing supply risk. And historically, this was much further down on the list, but regardless of you know the industry you're in or whether you're in a small or big company, you're probably struggling with continuity of supply. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. This is Bob DeRocher, principal at Hackett in the supply chain and procurement practice. And with me today is Aaron Blair and Joss Nelson, also principals with Hackett's supply chain practice. Today's topic is the 2022 Supply Chain Key Issues Study. Just give a little background on, on this study. Hackett performs key issue studies every year in the fourth quarter. And this year we reached out to executives in the supply chain space to get a pulse on what their goals and objectives were for the upcoming year and where they're going to focus their attention, what keeps them up at night, and what concerns or roadblocks they expect to deal with. We polled over 300 companies, large and small, across industry. And we're excited today to share those findings with our listeners and to get into some of the details of what we learned. So let's get into it. Let's get to the first question. And I'll give this one to Aaron. What were the top issues that we saw in 2022, Aaron? Thanks, Bob. And thanks for having us today. So it's been really interesting to see how the top 10 has changed over time, particularly over the last three years. Given all the supply chain disruption associated with the pandemic, I think it's not surprising to see that the top three issues this year are all related to managing the risk associated with that disruption. So the number one key issue was reducing supply risk. And historically, this was much further down on the list. But regardless of you know the industry you're in or whether you're in a small or big company, you're probably struggling with continuity of supply. And so that's why reducing that supply risk was the number one focus this year. So the number two issue is related to risk as well, and that was enhancing product availability. So because there have been material shortages, and then on top of that, labor shortages on the manufacturing side, labor shortages and truck shortages on the logistics side, it's been very tough for companies to get their product to customers. And a lot of companies weren't able to meet their service objectives last year. So according to the study, 75% of companies fell short of their desired on-time and full metric last year. So it's created some real customer service issues. And when you combine all of the supply side issues with the demand shocks and the demand volatility that we've been seeing, it really puts a stress on the entire supply chain. So that's where I think number three issue came from. It's really moved up on the list this year, and that was improving supply chain agility. So we're seeing a lot of companies try to build more resilience into the supply chain in response to that supply risk and product availability risk, because the more agile your supply chain is, you know, the better you can respond to changes in, in demand and supply. So managing risk, the big theme this year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And certainly we all see supply chain in the news almost every day now. And I think it's become even more strategic, maybe for companies that hadn't invested in supply chain. So turning to Josh, any other key issues or key themes we saw this year, Josh? Sure, Bob. Rounding out the top five, number four was really around the area of digital transformation. And companies are really trying to satisfy a few objectives here. One is that they they want to get better visibility across their supply chain, and that includes the extended supply chain. So tier one, tier two suppliers, 
They want to get better information about their supply base, whether it be inventory availability, capacity, because that level of visibility is going to better enable planning and really help mitigate risks within the supply chain. They also want to help coordinate activities across the supply chain, whether it be logistics and manufacturing uh, or manufacturing and procurement. Digital technology is really great at integrating information, providing better planning capabilities, and really helping integrate the flow of materials and information throughout the organization. I think the third point I'll make on digital transformation is that it provides a level of automation and process standardization that really enable companies to be more efficient, quicker, and do more with less. So the investment in technology ends up having a a big payback in terms of being able to do more with less resources and also do things more quickly and more efficiently as well. The fifth area is really around the area of cost efficiency. And cost has typically been a top five issue throughout the duration of our key issue survey. It is number five this year, though. So Aaron mentioned that risk really trumped all of the other ones. So we did see costs drop, but companies are keeping an eye on the bottom line. They, they know that the costs can't grow faster than the top line. They're doing everything they can to, to maintain efficiency within the enterprise. And that includes, like we were talking about before, some of the investments in technology, the investments in people, so that they can really be more efficient across the board. I'll pick on another couple in the top 10 that I thought were interesting. So just one more was improving sales and operations planning and integrated business planning. This one was interesting because it was actually number one on the survey last year, because earlier in the pandemic, I think companies really realized the need to get a good planning process in place to stabilize the supply chain, to match supply with demand and and align that with corporate financial objectives. So it does continue to be on the list this year, but it dropped down a bit. And I think that's because a lot of companies acted on it last year because it is so critical. But it's going to remain important because, again, SNOP and IBP really gives companies a way to proactively identify and and manage some of those imbalances in supply and demand rather than always being reactive. That one's always an interesting one. And one other was just the talent gap. So this wasn't just from the perspective of supply chain executives. This was across the enterprise. We saw it across all functional areas, but companies really struggling to find and hire and retain the talent that they need with the skills that they're going to need to support, you know, the changing supply chain environment going forward. So talent gaps, another big theme. Aaron, you touched on this a little bit, but I'd like to ask maybe Josh, you know, how have the the themes, how have these top issues changed both pre and post pandemic, obviously the last couple of years have been, you know, very different in some ways. And what do we think we see going forward, but how have these uh, changed over time, Josh? Yes, certainly. So as we mentioned that we've, we've been conducting this survey for years. So there's an interesting dynamic by looking at what happens year over year. And, And what we see is that the pandemic really started to transform the priorities and where executives were focused in the supply chain. So if I if I roll back to 2020, which we conducted the survey right before the, the, the pandemic started, the top three issues were focused on cost efficiency, improving and optimizing processes, and then supply chain agility. And then we fast forward two years into the pandemic and cost has dropped to number five. 
and the top three, like Aaron talked about, were all focused on risk, product availability, and supply chain agility. So we're really starting to see a dynamic of companies needing to mitigate risk, become more agile. They still keep an eye on the bottom line, but it's not a story about driving cost efficiency. Uh, That's not the underlying priority for many companies. That is a very much of a shift that we saw as a result of the pandemic. The the big question is whether that's going to pursue and persist into the future. It will certainly, we predict, throughout 2022. But as the supply chains normalize and, and come back to more of a normal operating procedure, we could start to see costs becoming more of an issue as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure there's some differences by industry. And you know, those companies, they have pricing power. They can pass on some of their supply chain costs versus those that don't. That's very interesting. In terms of addressing risk, risk obviously being the big challenge that supply chain are dealing with. Aaron, how are companies trying to manage all the risk that they have in their supply chain? Yeah, it's a good question. So there's a lot of different strategies that companies are using, not only to identify the risk, but then also to mitigate and, and solve for it. And I'd say there's a few different buckets of those strategies. So one is supplier-related strategies. And what companies are doing is expanding the supply base, making sure they have enough suppliers across all of their key categories, doing multi-sourcing, leveraging different geographies for supply, and by qualifying new suppliers, right, and making sure that there's a backup plan in place and that they can quickly pivot to that backup plan if and when they need to. So the other thing companies are doing is, regular evaluation of supplier risk. And there's a lot of technologies out there to help enable that. And not only looking at their tier one suppliers, but also getting better visibility into who their tier two and tier three suppliers are, getting better visibility further down into supply chain and getting a handle on where risk might be coming from in the future. And the other tactics relate to inventory. So deciding how much inventory you need to buffer against risk how much you should be burning through and then rebuilding, and how do you kind of better position the inventory in the network. And then the third bucket is around kind of structural or operational changes. So we have a lot of clients who are taking a step back now and looking at their network itself and asking, do we have the right manufacturing plants and the right distribution centers in the right places? Should we reshore or nearshore some of them? Should we change transportation modes? What can we insource, you know, versus outsource? So really kind of thinking through how they can be structured to be more flexible and more responsive to future changes and future disruptions. Josh and Aaron, you both touched on this a little bit. Kind of interesting to hear about the digital transformation that we're seeing in the supply chain area and what companies are doing, you know, what types of technologies are they implementing? Josh, maybe you could speak a little bit to that and what we're seeing. Sure, Bob. And and just to elaborate on that question. So What we ask the participants is really what technologies are they deploying? So this is more, if you think about general purpose technologies, data visualization tools, robotic process automation, advanced analytics, blockchain, things like that. What we're seeing is that there's a whole lot of small-scale deployments that are occurring. Companies have rolled out these technologies in a small scale or a pilot phase. And the, and the top three that they're, they're really focused on are data visualization. They want to be able to take all of the enterprise data, consolidate it, standardize it, present it in a way that really can be digested easily across the user base. That builds on top of supply chain intelligence and analytics, which is number two. Companies are looking to take all of that data that they've gathered, 
both within the enterprise and also external data and make use of it. It's no longer a case of we want to look backward at what happened. They want to be able to look at that historical information and better predict the future given what has happened historically. So we, we call that a transition from more of a reporting mentality to a predictive analytics mentality. And then the, the third spot is on the robotic process automation, which is really about putting technologies on top of existing processes and automating a number of the transactions that occur. And of course, this, is not, this technology is not applicable everywhere, but generally it, it applies well where you have different systems and a lot of information flowing between the systems. And, the, and uh, it really presents an opportunity to automate that, take some of the high transaction counts out of the process, and it really starts to help drive efficiency across the supply chain as well. There are, of course, other technologies. I mentioned blockchain and artificial intelligence. People are using these within supply chain, but we are looking at low deployments and very small-scale pilots at this point in time. There is obviously a lot of news about these technologies, and we can expect that these technologies will grow into the future. But for now, they they do remain niche technologies that, that are out there. The other area that we focus on in the survey is on the types of applications that companies are investing in. And, and we looked specifically at supply chain planning, logistics, manufacturing. And a few highlights really popped out is that if we look at where companies are spending their money on new applications, sales and operations planning, integrated business planning really rises to the top. Companies see a lot of value in consolidating enterprise information, getting a, a holistic view of the company plans. And when I say that, it's company plans, including operational plans, financial plans, commercial plans. Finally, moving away from spreadsheets then? Is that what you were saying? Absolutely. So it's moving away from that old spreadsheet mentality, putting some more structure and, and some more automation on it so that you can really drive collaboration across functions. And I mentioned we also we asked them about the business value and that sales and operations planning suite tends to deliver the most value and satisfaction with clients. They like the the benefits they get with supply chain agility and better ability to analyze scenarios across the board as well. And then a, a couple other areas that, that are worth mentioning on the technology side. As everyone knows, transportation logistics has been a, a real point of both capacity as well as cost. So if we think about that, there is a lot of focus on optimizing the transportation investment. So companies are looking at transportation management solutions and network design and optimization solutions. And both of those types of applications really rise to the top when it comes to new applications that are being pursued. And then the final point, and I mentioned this up front about supply chain visibility, there is a new suite of software that really starts to transcend across the enterprise. So connecting suppliers to the company, connecting customers to the company. The whole value proposition is you get better visibility and better coordination across all of your trading partners. And that would be the supply chain visibility and risk management solutions that are being invested in. Thanks, Josh. So, you know, with all these challenges, you, you kind of wonder what's next, what's around the corner. Obviously, we're seeing you know, inflation in the news now, almost every day, obviously expecting rate hikes. Josh, what do you see as some of the 
challenges that executives need to be planning for next? What's coming next for the supply chain executive? Yeah, so one of the areas, Bob, is, and we're calling it the productivity gap. So, and we saw this in the survey results, is that companies are expecting the business activity to grow. So, for example, if I if I look at planning, they're expecting the volume of activity for planners to grow by about 10%. At the same time, we asked them about what's your expected level of growth in the organization size. And it was significantly lower. It was about 3%, which really suggests that there's going to be more expected from fewer resources. So they're growing the headcount slower than the activity level. So one of the, the challenges is how do you get that group of people really enabled with technology, enabled with information, so they can perform their job more quickly, more effectively, so they can obviously drive efficiency across the enterprise. So that is one of the areas that, that we see. And we see this not only in planning, but also across logistics as well. And then the other area that's developing here in 2022 is the outcome of an inflationary economic environment. With inflation comes a number of factors within the supply chain. One is it will put more focus on cost. So as wages go up and other costs go up, companies are going to look to control costs. You can't grow the cost line quicker than than the top line. That will remain a priority about being more cost efficient, really looking at the portfolio of projects that are being taken on so that you can be more efficient with your spend. But also with inflation comes increased interest rates. So it hasn't quite happened yet, but we will see interest rates increase throughout 2022. And with that, there's going to be a a, a lot more pressure on working capital. We haven't seen a, a great deal of working capital pressure in recent years, but with interest rates rising, we're going to see a lot more pressure on optimizing inventory levels, working through reduced receivables, and really trying to optimize the payables as well. I think that's going to be an interesting trend, especially if some companies were solving their supply chain risks or availability by building up inventory. So that'll be interesting. Thanks, Aaron and Josh. I know we've covered a lot, but yet probably just scratched the surface of the report that we just released, our key issue study for supply chain for 2022. So at least let the listeners understand that the full report's available online. If you go to thehackergroup.com, you can download it. You'll see there's a lot more content, a lot more information in there. So next question, Aaron, you know, what are some of the recommendations for supply chain leaders as we head into another year, at least starting off with the disruption that we're seeing in the supply chain? What, what are we seeing as recommendations? Yeah, so I think number one is just, you know, keep staying focused on the customer. It's important to make sure the supply chain remains customer focused, that you can react to changes in customer demand, react to changes in customer requirements, because that's what is going to enable continued sales and continued growth. So building in that agility is really key. It takes time. Uh, You know, a lot of companies started this in 2020. Others are starting it more recently, and it's going to just continue into 2022. And then also on the customer front, you know, just take a proactive approach to managing customer expectations. So you may not always be able to supply everything a customer is asking for, but collaborating and communicating what is possible and what is not is, is very important. I think another big one is just, you know, again, invest in digital transformation wisely and make sure that you've got the skills in-house to support it. So you want to be careful not to go out and just buy a lot of new technology because you 
you risk spending a lot of money and being disappointed with the outcomes if you don't do a few things. You want to make sure that you're doing really a value-based evaluation and business case for each technology component that you're going to go out and acquire and, you know, understand what value that's going to create for the organization. And then make sure that you have the people with the right skills to make use of the new technology. So for example, if you're going to go out and get an analytics tool, make sure that you have people trained up or a center of excellence around that tool. Otherwise it can, you know, you risk having it sit on the shelf. So I would say invest in technology, but also you need to make sure you're investing in your team and your team skills as well so that employees have a way to grab onto new technology and kind of drive its use across the company. What else, Josh? Aaron, I'll just, I'll build on a couple of points you mentioned because Digital transformation, absolutely a key theme, a great benefit to the company. But with digital technologies comes the need to upgrade skills within the organization. Simply buying new technology, loading data into it and rolling it out doesn't really suffice if you don't have people that don't know how to use it and really leverage those technologies appropriately. So we always want to make sure that as you invest in technologies and new processes that you, you're able to bring the organization along with you. So that includes not only training, but how do you start upgrading the skill level of your staff so that they can do more with the tools, they can do more with the analytics that are at their fingertips. So it's really about making sure that you catch the people up with the technology. The other point I'll call out is that the pandemic really drove companies down some bad habits. So because you had demand shocks continuously, supply chain disruption continuously, a lot of companies deployed a high cost, high touch mode to deal with those issues. And doing that on an ongoing basis is going to get expensive. So the idea is how do you try to return the the company back to a sense of normalcy where you're not constantly churning the organization, looking at high outputs, because that's going to not only churn through staff, but it's going to be an an expensive operating model. So the idea here is that you want to be able to stabilize the costs, stabilize the headcounts, but you're not growing the costs quicker than you are the revenues. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Aaron. As we come to a close here in the podcast, I just wanted to quickly summarize what we saw in in, in our 2022 key issue study from our supply chain clients and executives. Obviously, supply chain risk was number one, right? And there was a number of challenges and disruptions within the supply chain. Certainly, ensuring product and component availability was key to our clients and to the companies that we spoke with. Two, the focus on digital transformation has not stopped. And you know, it had started pre-pandemic and it only accelerated through the pandemic. And then as you were just talking about, Josh and Aaron, Continued focus on skills and talent, the people part of the equation, and then the costs, right? While costs used to be one of the top one or two priorities for our supply chain executives, it's come down a little bit. It's now number five, but it's still important and probably will become more important as people, Josh, as you just said, people come out of the pandemic and look to get costs better in line, especially against uh, you know an inflationary uh, backdrop. So interesting findings, and I think interesting challenges for the year ahead in the supply chain area with our clients. So I want to thank Josh Nelson and Aaron Blair for their uh, insights and time today, and also thank our listeners. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. 
You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackitgroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackitgroup.com. Thank you.